You're listening to the Redfield Arts Audio Podcast. Hello, this is Mark Redfield. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're listening. Thank you again for visiting with us. Well, it's that time of year again. It's that time of year where we start talking about and anticipating that fellow, uh, Santa Claus. He's about to make his run around the earth and uh, deliver toys to all the good boys and girls. Call them what we will, Santa Claus, Kris Kringle, St. Nick. Um, It's time we start talking about him. And so I've picked some very short pieces from some American writers that I like reading occasionally. And I uh, I thought I'd share them with you here. The first piece I wanted to share with you, I found it years ago when I was preparing to play Mark Twain. And uh, it is an actual letter that he wrote to his daughter and left at the kitchen table uh, one Christmas morning. And it's kind of a delightful letter. He loved his children very much. But he wrote uh, his daughter the following letter. Uh, let me... Um, <clears throat> I think what I need to do is I need to, find my <clears throat> I need to find my Mark Twain voice to read this to you because I don't think it really... I don't think it really was from Santa Claus. I, I think it was... Samuel Clemens himself, who, who wrote this letter. But uh, let, me, let me get my Mark Twain voice here. Mark Twain's letter from Santa Claus. Palace of St. Nicholas in the moon Christmas morning. My dear Susie Clemens, I have received and read all the letters which you and your little sister have written me by the hand of your mother and your nurses. I've also read those which you little people have written me with your own hands. For although you did not use any characters that are in grown people's alphabet, you used the characters that all children in all lands on earth and in the twinkling stars use. And as all my subjects in the moon are children and use no characters but that, you will easily understand that I can read your and your baby sister's jagged and fantastic marks without any trouble at all. But I had trouble with those letters which you dictated through your mother and the nurses, for I am a foreigner, and I cannot read English right and well. You will find that I made no mistakes about the things which you and the baby ordered in your own letters. I went down your chimney at midnight when you were asleep, and I delivered them all myself and kissed both of you, too, because you are good children, well-trained, nice-mannered, and about the most obedient little people I ever saw. But in the letter which you dictated, there were some words which I could not make out for certain, and one or two small orders which I could not fill, because we ran out of stock. Our last lot of kitchen furniture for dolls has gone to a very poor little child in the North Star way up in the cold country above the Big Dipper. Your mama can show you that star, and you will say, Little Snowflake, for that is the child's name. I'm glad you got that furniture, for you need it more than I. That is, a you must write that with your own hand, and Snowflake will write you an answer. If you only spoke, uh, she wouldn't hear you. Make your letter light and thin, for the distance is great and the postage very heavy. There was a word or two in your mama's letter which I couldn't be certain of. I took it to be, quote, a trunk full of doll's clothes, end quote. Is that it? 
I will call at your kitchen door about nine o'clock this morning to inquire, but I must not see anybody, and I must not speak to anybody but you. When the kitchen doorbell rings, George must be blindfolded and sent to open the door. Then he must go back to the dining room or the china closet and take the cook with him. You must tell George he must walk on tiptoe and not speak. Otherwise, he will die someday. Then you must go up to the nursery and stand on a chair on the nurse's bed and put your ear to the speaking tube which leads down to the kitchen. And when I whistle through it, you must speak in the tube and say, Welcome, Santa Claus. Then I will ask whether it was a trunk you ordered or not. If you say it was, I shall ask you what color you want the trunk to be. Your mama will help you to name a nice color And then you must tell me every single thing in detail which you want the trunk to contain. Then when I say goodbye and a Merry Christmas to my little Susie Clemens, you must say goodbye, good old Santa Claus. I thank you very much and please tell that little snowflake I will look at her star tonight and she must look down here. I will be right in the West Bay window. And every fine night I will look at her star and say, I know somebody up there and like her, too. Then uh, you must go down into the library and make George close all the doors that open into the main hall, and everybody must keep still for a little while. I will go to the moon and get those things, and in a few minutes I will come down the chimney that belongs to the fireplace that is in the hall, if it is a trunk you want, because I couldn't get such a thing in a trunk down the nursery chimney, you know. People may talk if they want until they hear my footsteps in the hall. Then you tell them to keep quiet a little while I go back up the chimney. Maybe you will not hear my footsteps at all. So you may now go and then peep through the dining room doors and by and by you will see the things that you want right under the piano in the drawing room for I shall put it there. If I should leave any snow in the hall, You must tell George to sweep it into the fireplace, for I haven't time to do such things. George must not use a broom but a rag, else he will die someday. You must watch George and not let him run into danger. If my boot should leave a stain on the marble, George must not holler stone it in any way. Leave it there always in memory of my visit. And whenever you look at it, show it to anybody, You must let it remind you to be a good little girl. Whether you are naughty and somebody points to that mark which you good old Santa Claus's boot made on the marble, what will you say, little sweetheart? Goodbye for a few minutes till I come down to the world and ring the kitchen doorbell. Your loving Santa Claus, whom people sometimes call the man in the moon. Uh, not all children believe in Santa Claus. There was a little boy who lived in Baltimore, and uh, one of the great American humorists, Ogden Nash, wrote a little something about this terrible little brat who did not believe in Santa Claus. The Boy Who Laughed at Santa Claus 
by Ogden Nash. In Baltimore, there lived a boy. He wasn't anybody's joy. Although his name was Jabez Dawes, his character was full of flaws. In school, he never led his classes. He hid old ladies' reading glasses. His mouth was open when he chewed, and elbows to the table glued. He stole the milk of hungry kittens and walked through doors marked no admittance. He said he acted thus because there wasn't any Santa Claus. Another trick that tickled Jabez was crying boo at little babies. He brushed his teeth, they said in town, sideways instead of up and down. Yet people pardoned every sin and viewed his antics with a grin. Till they were told by Jabez Dawes, there isn't any Santa Claus. Deploring how he did behave, his parents swiftly sought their grave. They hurried through the portals pearly, and Jabez left the funeral early. Like whooping cough, from child to child, he sped to spread the rumor wild. Sure, my name is Jabez Dawes. There isn't any Santa Claus. Slunk like a weasel of a marten through nursery and kindergarten, whispering low to every tot, there isn't any, no, there's not. The children wept all Christmas Eve, and Jabez chortled up his sleeve. No infant dared hang up his stocking for fear of Jabez ribald mocking. He sprawled on his untidy bed, fresh malice dancing in his head, when, presently, with scalp-a-tingling, Jabez heard a distant jingling. He heard the crunch of sleigh and hoof crisply aligning on the roof. What good to rise and bar the door? A shower of soot was on the floor. What was beheld by Jabez Dawes? The fireplace full of Santa Claus. Then Jabez fell upon his knees with cries of don't and pretty please. He howled, I don't know where you read it, but anyhow, I never said it. Jabez, replied the angry saint, it isn't I, it's you that ain't. Although there is a Santa Claus, there isn't any Jabez Dawes. Said Jabez, then with impudent vim, oh, oh yes, there is, and I am him. Your magic don't scare me, it doesn't. And suddenly he found he wasn't. From grimy feet to grimy locks, Jabez became a jack in the box, an ugly toy with springs unsprung, forever sticking out his tongue. The neighbors heard his mournful squeal. They searched for him, but not in zeal. No trace was found of Jabez Dawes, which led to thunderous applause, and people drank a loving cup and went and hung their stockings up. All you who sneer at Santa Claus, beware the fate of Jabez Dawes, the saucy boy who mocked the saint, Donner and Blitzen licked off his paint. Our final and very brief Christmas poem is by a writer I didn't quite expect to write about Christmas. Howard Phillips Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft, wrote weird tales in the early part of the 20th century. His fame grew later in the century. Very dark, twisted, cosmic horror is what 
H.P. Lovecraft, is mostly known for. But he wrote poetry, and he wrote this little piece about Christmas. Good Saint Nick by H.P. Lovecraft May good Saint Nick, like as a bird of night, bring thee rich blessings in his annual flight. Long by thy chimney rest his ponderous pack, and leave with lessened weight upon his back. I want to thank you so much for listening. I'm really, really glad that you've been coming and listening to our podcasts as eclectic as they have been. The interviews we've done, the readings we've given, the music. Um, we love sharing it with you, and we're glad that you're here and listening. We're going to leave you with a piece of music by composer Jennifer Rouse. She has arranged a version of Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which she calls Rudolph's Nightmare. Happy holidays, everyone. Until our next podcast, thank you for subscribing, and uh, next time, happy holidays. Mm-hmm.